Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. This is Jeremy. I'm Alicia. Welcome Hello, to the show. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. This is a historic moment for Insanely Haunted because it's the first time we've ever had a guest on the show who has the power to end my employment. <laughs> so please continue writing into Insanely Haunted Podcast at gmail.com. Beg Alicia to let me keep my job. Uh, yeah, that'll do the, the trick. the fact that she's on, on this <laughs> podcast now. Uh, welcome. Is this is your first time watching Ghost Adventures? So right? that was my first episode of Ghost Adventures ever. Also, my first episode of any ghost show ever. Really? Okay. I see trailers for them periodically on Travel Channel or whatever, but I've never actually dedicated time to sit down and watch one. And how about you, Jeremy? <laughs> it was the same for me. However, I used to watch a shows called Locked Up Raw, where they go into <laughs> prisons, up raw? where they go into prison <laughs> cells like and uh, <laughs> they talk about like what it's like to be a prisoner there. And it was filmed very similar. Okay. okay. So. Exactly. Same style never almost. ending, super fast, doesn't ever <laughs> stop, almost too fast to follow. Always has weird subtitles. <laughs> they, uh, a, a friend of ours was on the show and described the editing of this as like a bad metal music video. <laughs> I definitely like a new metal? That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you? Yeah. Well, like Necrofusion? <laughs> yes, like Necrofusion. <laughs> we, introduced, we introduced Alicia and Jeremy to some of Zach's other work before uh, getting started today. Um, Necrofusion is something. We've played clips of Necrofusion on this show before. Um, it's really bad. It's intriguing, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the most intriguing releases of the year, according to whatever magazine that was that we saw. Uh, but today we went to the Brookdale Lodge in Brookdale, California. Which looked in old pictures like it was really, really cool. Yeah. And it actually was an awesome place to hang out. Yes. And I love images of hotels in the 60s and 70s where they look like a place you'd really want to be. Yeah. But the first time that they showed it in the actual footage, it looked like Disneyland. Like, the rocks looked mm. fake. Yeah. They looked yeah. like they were placed there. They were covered in just the right amount of moss. Like, it looked like a set. Yeah. And plus the big, like, Archie Comics-looking dude, like, painted on the side of the building. Oh, the you cowboy. Know? Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. big cowboy James man. Dean? Wasn't it James Dean? I don't know. Shit, it was James Dean. It was James Dean. He had the red jacket and everything. Yeah, yeah. So this lodge uh, is famous for its running stream, and it's actually like a real stream that runs through, and they They just built the building around it. Yeah, yeah, and probably I I could tell that they like built a artificial like uh, canal for it. You could see that they actually like cemented in the rocks, and so that part of it. So yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it looked like it was man-made, and it looked like it was not. It didn't. The the hotel did not get built over a stream they built a stream to go through the hotel (laughs) which was beautiful and and you know had a nice effect but yeah there was also a swimming pool Mm -hmm. that had a window Mm. in the bar in the basement so that people could watch the swimmers in the swimming pool which is absolutely horrifying (laughs) they're talking about 13 year old girls swimming in there and i'm just imagining these Uh, older men at this bar drinking watching girls swim in through the voyeurism window into the pool (laughs) 
So this place used to be a lumber mill, um, and then it was converted into a hotel, uh, and then the niece of the guy who bought the hotel, or, or bought it and turned it into a hotel, died in a creek. In the creek, outside of the... Yeah, like right next to the hotel. This was before there was this building. And then later on, some guy decided, let's just build over the creek and do this stuff and make it so that there's a nice creek room. And supposedly it's the same creek where the little girl died. It's kind of interesting because we got a a motel right next to us who... That kind of does the same thing, except there is no, like, window or, like, you can't actually see. You're just walking over the water and you don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. at that I've hotel right there. Yeah, oh, if you walk that. out and, and, and look, the river runs, or the creek <laughs> r- runs right under the the motel and goes right out the other end, which is probably not the best idea for when it floods, but... Which happened recently. Yeah, which happened recently. It happens all the fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A lot of famous people stayed at the Brookdale. Um, We heard about Marilyn Monroe. We heard about a former president. Rita Hayworth. uh, Rita Hayworth. Former president Rita Hayworth. (laughs) (laughs) Was Um, that Hoover, the vacuum man? Might have been. (laughs) I don't think it's the same... I don't think it's the same Hoover. It's not the same Hoover, but that's how I remember that president. There's a great moment in the intro part of the episode where they're doing the investigation. Aaron is, like, sitting on the creek. Okay, okay, first time watching Ghost Adventures. What what do you guys think of these three dudes? We got Zach, Nick, and Aaron. I almost felt kind of sad for Aaron. Yes. I felt, like, a little endeared to him. Yes. Zach, I mean, he was wearing those really baggy black cloth (laughs) pants even at the very beginning of the show, and... um, are they actually friends? Like, do they like each other? I don't really know. I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. It's hard to read on the show sometimes. I it, couldn't tell if he was like... I think it might be an abusive relationship. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Zach is really mean to them. Zach so. obviously yeah, oh yeah. has some kind of, like, God complex. He needs to be the top dog that's happening in all all man- manners of the show. He's yeah, every of, scene. I think he's kind of like the the top nerd in a group. Oh, God. Right. He's yeah. like the king nerd, yes. Yeah. yeah. Which, those are the worst men. They yeah. are. <laughs> they are the worst. They're the incels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Zach would definitely call you out for not knowing what issue of Spider-Man this particular thing happened in <laughs> if you told him you were a fan. Yeah. There's this really amazing moment where Aaron, who is our sweet teddy bear and like always gets totally annihilated by Zach, he's sitting in the creek and he says, it's pretty cool, man, because you're out outside when you're down here. I wrote that down as like, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> he thought that we were outside while being inside was like this amazing concept for yeah. him too. Yeah. There were so many in this episode, particularly so many run on sentences that sounded yeah. almost like, you know, when you get really stoned with a group of friends and yeah. you come up with these ridiculous theories and they make so much sense at the time and you're explaining them and you're loving this conversation about it. And then later you listen to it and you're like, that is so far from making any kind of sense. The yeah. cool thing about podcasting is that you can get that sensation and then immediately recognize exactly how little sense you made. Wait a second. Um, Aaron usually gets sent in alone. Like if there is ever like a dangerous ghost or a dangerous location, Zach is immediately his thing is to send Aaron in by himself. So Aaron's like the... Aaron's kind of the whipping boy of this group. He always gets the worst end of the, every deal. Apparently, so we learned about ghost science also in this episode. So what what have you all learned about ghosts and the scientific nature of the way they manifest? Well, this this actually goes back perfectly to what I was just saying about orbs and how if you really think about it, orbs make sense because you're stuck in life right now on a giant sphere. Mm. So when you're a spirit, wouldn't it make sense to be in a sphere also? And we came from a sphere, the egg cells? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many spheres. I learned about, and I wrote this down and I'm trying to decipher this, EMP as a bloodline continuous yes. running through water <laughs> yes. to enter the physical world through oh, a portal. I was going to ask Cassie about that since she's a scientist, about how does that hold up with the, the 
the water being a conduit. So, I mean, here we go again, folks. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the water creates a electromagnetic field of energy and allows the ghosts to feed off of it like a bloodline. So I don't know if bloodline's the right word Zach used there. I mean, <laughs> he used it, but I don't know if it's the right word. Want... Really intense language. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Describe this. So if you're next to your, your laptop right now or your, your phone, I want you to Google electromagnetic field images and you'll see a diagram of the electromagnetic field. The Earth's probably is the first one you'll get because it's big. Yeah, he's he's thinking that the water does something with light, like like uh, it acts like a prism. Prisms and a portal. Don't forget prisms split like white light into its various colors. And I don't know what exactly. I think he's thinking that it helps make ghosts visible. It doesn't make any sense. Basically. It's supposed to like give them the energy to and, manifest because they don't have well, energy. Yeah, and he's talking about it, the energy being light allowing us to see them but really like yeah water kind of uh, distorts light because it, it's it water molecules and it's moving so it's going to distort light but in terms of creating an electromagnetic field yes water reflects light but it also creates um um, energy from the friction of the water molecules, but not like not like creating its own electromagnetic field that is like of appreciable intensity, right? Um, I mean, it might be creating um, infrared radiation. It would be probably at some point, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Also, it being a bloodline to like tie spirits to this room and them being much stronger because there's a stream running through yeah. the middle. Doesn't that kind of every other location that they visit that doesn't have water? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're there, but they're still having really strong connections there, and they're still having right. really strong, you know, readings there. Yeah. So the water might not necessarily be the bloodline that keeps yeah. them to this place. Well, and I I get it that they're like different cultures that see water as like a uh, kind of like a lifeline for spirits or whatever you know if you want to use Zach's language but when you're trying to describe the science of it you're not really going to go anywhere so just keep it just keep it as like something you believe in because you're, you're going to sound like Zach Pickens and you're not going to make any sense at all. Uh, we're also visited by Jeff. Jeff is a returning paranormal investigator who was in the um, Winchester Mystery House episode. Oh yeah, totally recognized him and was like, what? Yeah. Did y'all get? Did y'all write anything down about Jeff? I, he really likes Zach. I wrote down that he had a bad tan. <laughs> He, when there's like a part where Zach is asking these like really intense big questions for like the spirit. Why do you stick around Why? a place you die? Right. And then the guy at the end was like, that's really, that, you just hit that on the nose, man. <laughs> right on the nose. Right on the nose. Well, I thought it was really funny that when Zach was like reminding everybody where they've previously, where they have previously seen Jeff, he said Winchester History Mansion. And then because Jeff it's... corrected him. It's the yeah. Winchester Mystery House. And... I mean, how could you forget that if you, if you did a whole episode on this place? And it's a very famous, like, supposedly haunted location and just very strange place in particular. And then I remembered, well, they were probably drunk. Yes, when they, I was just when about they, to say that. <laughs> okay, they filmed the episode. I wrote that down, too, because there were several points throughout the show where they were very slurry. Oh, or yeah. Or they were they had accents randomly that yeah. sounded like drunk people yeah. and they're a little bit too tipsy. Yes. But I also think that makes it sound like so much fun to do their job. To yeah. just, oh, they probably have a great time. To I just mean. go through these 
you know, crazy experiences and be a little bit tipsy. Yes. Well, there's there's an episode where they go skiing and they're clearly very drunk while they're skiing. Yes. And they piss the ski patrol off really badly and they have to, and I assume a producer had to get Aaron out of ski jail because oh, wow. Aaron was like laying down on his snowboard going down the mountain <laughs> and Zach was like spraying people with snow from his skis. Of course he was. Yeah. yeah. And there were was. literal like snow patrol people, not the band. Um, <laughs> skiing down the mountain, going after them. Telling them you have to stop. You have to stop. <laughs> yeah. um, but they are like visibly drunk in the Winchester Mystery House episode. So if they're hanging out with Jeff, they're probably drinking again. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 That, that tracks. So we, we learn about a lot of sightings, both from Jeff and from the people who work here, like Skeeter who is apparently one of the owners of the building. And a fan of Doug. And a uh, big Doug fan. <laughs> he s tells us this really, really fake-sounding story about a lady at the fireplace. Uh, he seems to kind of just make up where she came from. Zach is like, did she come down that stairs? And Skeeter's like, yeah. I was just <laughs> about right. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they connect this to being the mother of the child who drowned and then never mention her. Never again. again. Yeah, yeah she... Skeeter's part was very small of that as well. Also, they're, they're saying that there's good ghosts and bad ghosts and child ghosts and <laughs> women ghosts but then they really only touch on on the bad ghost the, the child yeah the mother and then some entity that's never fully explained but it loves breaking noses yeah there's a we learn about a second drowning death a, a young woman who drowned in the pool and after jeff tells us the story of this young woman drowning there's this amazing moment where zach is he's just playing with a life preserver <laughs> and he just throws it into the pool it makes this big wet slapping noise and then he goes that's all she would have needed right there <laughs> so bad um, so there's a ghost there's a, also a building that uh, caught on fire twice Zach and Nick Zach and Aaron go over there because they think it might be ghosts this goes absolutely nowhere because right. they drop it immediately in favor of Nick's interview with this lady named Denise oh Denise Denise Denise, Denise had a boob tattoo <laughs> yeah. yes weird. so I have a question if I don't know if you guys so the drowning happened in 1972 yes right. Denise worked there in 2009 something like sure. that sure so something when did it recent. close very recently. It like, had to oh, okay. close recently because I thought they said one of the fires was in 2011. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, and this episode would have been filmed in 2013. Oh, okay. okay. So this... So from, even more recently after that. From their perspective, it probably just closed down. Okay, because the, the pool girl, was still full. Yes. Yeah, and I thought that that was very really weird because I, I was like, why is that... it on purpose just for the show? To make I, a conduit for the spirits. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that they would drain a pool as soon as you close something down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then the, the first girl drowned in 1918. Right. Yes. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Also, yeah. the water looked... I mean, it still looked pretty gross, but in the pool looked pretty, like, fresh, I would say, for... It looked clean. The yeah. windows looked dirty. The yes. water looked clean. Yeah. Yes. So they had to have filled it up. Which is <laughs> yeah, it is really bizarre. funny. And by the way, the, the the building that had burned down twice, it was like you see it, they show it's it. All wood. It's all wood. Middle and of the forest. Keep in mind, yeah, middle of the forest. Insulation. <laughs> Burn houses houses used to burn down all the time. So the reason Denise is here is because she has a really compelling story that starts out as like a story of a person acting oddly in a bathroom and then evolves into something darker that gets Zach really excited because he loves that dark shit. Like when but people she's are... visibly upset and he's like getting off on it. Like... I did feel like she was getting triggered while she was talking about what yeah. was happening because yeah. she obviously had a really horrifying experience. The compound crying. fracture in mm -hmm. her face. She's That's crying so scary. While he's interviewing her, they have 
have an x-ray vision of her nose getting broken and then they do a really horrible reenactment of her having a handprint bruise on her back which I feel like if I was watching it as a victim of domestic abuse I would be really really disturbed by that yeah I think they were totally cavalier with saying that she got hit by some force and then showing all the bruises this is like the tamest possible example of this kind of thing on this show it's kind of good that we picked this one i guess these guys have zero sensitivity about other people's lives and experiences whatsoever like none i also thought it was weird that if talking about how emotional she was they used her in the reenactment yes yeah Yeah, i was wondering if they offered her did they offer her the position like you can play yourself or we can find someone hey do you want to really relive this really dramatic thing on film (laughs) like make it look really weird too well also Nick had already captured her story on film. They just and needed she was Zach. visibly upset. And Zach wanted her to repeat her story <laughs> to him so he could be there. Um, and 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 basically, her story was that she got pushed really hard by something. Something she, she didn't see. She hit the floor without a chance to like break her fall with her arms. So her face impacted the ground really hard. The bone went through her nose. She went to the hospital, got x-rays, and it... it a domestic violence advocate came in to talk with her because of the handprint on her back. Um, so, like, very traumatic experience. And they're shining a light directly into her face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And asking time. her to be a trigger object <laughs> yeah. in the investigation. Yeah. And yeah. she said yes, but still. still. Place so her into the dead center of the room and they use her as bait. Yeah. <laughs> Does Nick, uh, Nick, sorry, does Zach always act like the knight in shining armor, though? Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. It's his belief that they are genuinely here to help, that they are here to, like, settle the spirits, contact these things that have hurt you, and, like, get closure for you, but they never, ever, ever do. It's It's always the opposite, where they end the investigation by being really confrontational and nasty to the ghosts, and then they leave. (laughs) Yeah, there was some heavy ghost baiting. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you want to hit me, don't you? Yeah. I was like, what are you? You're into this. You're enjoying this at this exact moment. Yes. Um, uh, supposedly, the only reason, I feel like the only reason this comes up is because, the stuff with the Denise, is because someone else in the room was yelling about seeing a ghost, like when she fell, and oh, s- yeah. oh, saw right. something hovering above her. Spanish-speaking woman yelled, Fantasma, Fantasma, which means ghost, ghost. Right, so Zach assures, them, assures her they're on the case. She's the human trigger object while they're doing an EVP session. You guys are familiar with EVP? Only now. No. Yeah. <laughs> EVP stands for electronic voice phenomenon. When you record your voice, suppose the idea is that the digital recorder has to be a digital recorder, not an analog recorder. The idea is a digital recorder is sensitive enough to pick up the sounds that ghosts make with their ghost voice boxes. <laughs> So have you all experienced this with how much recording you do? No, no not, not, at all. not a single time. Never once <laughs> yet. Um, and while they are doing this, Zach, Nick, and Aaron get hit with a paranormal wave. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about that yeah, because please. what they get hit with is just like a cl- like classic symptom of anxiety mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. of excitement. They mm-hmm. get goosebumps. They get a wave of whatever. I must anticipate. I must assume is excitement and then they compare arms and they say like look my hair's standing up is your hair standing up and I was thinking to myself this is exactly how I feel when I listen to a really good song yeah or when I experience anxiety or when I miss a step when I'm walking down the stairs yeah all they're experiencing is like some slight rush of adrenaline Mm -hmm. but they're classifying it as a paranormal 
wave or what what was it? That's what they've <laughs> used they've used the phrase paranormal wave to decide to to name this thing. Also there's a moment the paranormal waves also occur in the lockdown and they're my favorite part because it's the moment in the lockdown where everything goes to shit and it turns into total chaos and everybody loses control of where the show is going. So every episode has the exact same flow. Yes. Yeah. So in lockdown there's like a big series of events yes. mm-hmm. and it quiets down and everything now they can they can leave. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like there could be other things besides ghosts causing this stuff. <laughs> Maybe. Um, there's a moment where Zach gets distracted in the middle of the EVP session because they hear what's probably raccoon a- sounds, <laughs> <laughs> and they like try and debunk uh, it as not being a raccoon. I mean, they don't use that phrase, but they like they look at the ceiling and they're like, I don't see where there could be an animal. And then they actually walk onto the roof and they're like, there are no animals here. But no it's animals like, here. I don't know, man. If, if, totally. It's if, probably twenty minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and also like again, if the, if the raccoon hears you coming, right, it's yeah. gonna leave unless you have food, and then they'll yeah. be like, hey. But like I. I've mentioned this before, but I lived in a house that had squirrels in the walls, in the floors, and in the attic. Like, it happens, and especially if you're in the middle of a forest. Yeah, or rats. An abandoned yeah. place, too, as well. Jeremy and, I, yeah. Jeremy and I lived in a house with rats, and even when we tried so hard, we could never find them. Yeah. But our dog knew that they were there yeah. and would just stare at the wall, and yes. we would hear scratching noises at all hours of the day. Mm-hmm. And try as we might, we could never find an actual rat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Could Have you considered ghosts? <laughs> could be. The house was kind of creepy. <laughs> right before the lockdown, though, why was this, this the child? really weird? emotional thing with Nick and his grandfather. Oh, yeah. Died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was oh, so... Yeah. And then they didn't bring it back up. No. Yeah. It's like, Nick's being really weird. Let's go talk to him about it. <laughs> the grandfather died, and they, like, cut to, like, this weird, like, montage of him in a suit and pictures and of pictures. his grandfather. Yeah. Also, I, I was wondering if that would... If, if Zach would say that that was, like, interfering with his ability to be here in mm-hmm. this emotional experience or well, something. Well, he definitely did say, hey, you mentally ready for this? Can you do And this? he pointed to his head when he said that, too. Mentally ready? Yeah, well, earlier, in an earlier episode of the show, we actually, like, this is the second time this grandpa death has come. Um, Nick's grandpa died Nick's twice? Gra- no. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, in the aftermath of the death, aftermath of the funeral, um, there is the episode... Like, Nick gets the call that his grandfather's died while they're filming an episode. And it's one that we've already done before. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so Nick, this was just for the funeral. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so Nick had to leave and they had to do the lockdown without him in that episode because his grandfather just died. So he went home to be yeah. with his family. Reasonable. Um, does Zach think he has just the mental strength of a god? I think he mm-hmm. does. I think he definitely does. He thinks he's a, a supernatural healer. He also, um, you see little seeds of it beginning in this season. But in the current episodes of Ghost Adventures, he full on believes that he is psychic and can like communicate with the dead and, and also not see things and sees he thinks he's like a seer he thinks he's clairvoyant he like has visions of the past or visions of things happening in other locations he really believes this yeah and he'll do sections of, of current ghost adventures like unrecognizable like they've actually got cinematographers and they like shoot good b-roll I mean that's it has well been 10 edited. seasons yeah. yeah and so there's moments in the new episodes where he'll walk into a place and he's like I'm getting visions of 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 pain and sadness. So Zach couldn't gather evidence, so he becomes evidence. Yes, Yes. exactly. Yes. Um, While they're hearing the raccoon noises, Aaron keeps saying, it's happening. It's happening. The wave. The wave. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron gets really, I I feel like he's very excited in this episode. He is. Kind of cute. There's a lot of moments in the lockdown where they shush him because he's just like, did you hear that? (laughs) Hey, guys, did you hear that? 
It's happening um, all around us. But let's go ahead and move into the lockdown. There's another whoa, 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 scene. Wait, wait, Keenan. Oh yes, Keenan. Yeah, yeah, yeah Keenan. There's a little child who worked here and had a similar experience. There's a child that they Kenan, exploit for this episode. Yeah. I did yeah. not hear that name. I didn't Kenan. hear the name Keenan. Chiron. It's on the Chiron. <laughs> gotta watch the Chiron on the show because it's there for like two seconds and then they get rid of it. I felt really sad for him. I, I felt similarly for him as I did Denise, where he's like recounting this extremely scary or traumatic experience. And I remember being a child and having rooms or buildings or mm-hmm. you know places I didn't want to go because they were eerie or because they were spooky. Mm-hmm. And he points out exactly the rooms in the hotel that make him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And Zach, I think it's Zach, it's is Zach. like, yeah, tell me more. Did it scare you? Mm-hmm. Did you feel scared in that moment? Do you think there's something here that's not alive? Do you think they, they drew the, the line where they were like, we probably shouldn't use the child as a trigger object? Right? <laughs> oh, God. That, that kind of thing doesn't usually stop them, oh, is the yeah. thing. Usually it's like the most traumatized people are the ones they want to use as human trigger objects because they're the people that are like closest to it and they don't investigate. Like there's no awareness that they should even be considering this person. Yeah. It's it's Keenan, all of- he like would never make direct eye contact with Zach. He yeah. wouldn't talk towards the camera. He was really like sullen and kind of freaked out. And if he actually broke his nose and he actually was bleeding, uh-huh. well, he's for some reason like working, working. at this hotel. Yeah, this yeah. Child yeah. Working. He said he's sweeping the stairs on his hands and knees. It was really sad. It was really sad. And again, he, in his situation, just like Denise's, he had no time to like break his fall. It just happened. And that would be really traumatic. That'd be freaky. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go back there. He was probably just nervous being there, as Denise clearly was. Yeah. His mom was probably so excited when they got the call that Ghost Adventures was coming, though. Mm. She's like, this is my time to bring my son back to this place. (laughs) So that's about it for the pre-lockdown phase. The lockdown in this one goes a little crazy, I thought. There's a lot of stuff in this lockdown, Mm -hmm. including... A very special guest. Oh, such a special guest. Zach's dog, Gracie. Gracie. <laughs> so cute. Zach Bacon's redeeming factor is that he is he loves animals and he is actually like really dedicated to animal welfare. He does a lot of volunteering for the Humane Society. He donates a lot of his enormous revenue to the Humane Society. I think so the ASPCA. To the ASPCA, that's right. So he actually does a lot to support abandoned animals, which mm-hmm. is kind of sweet. And like there's an episode where they find a stray dog and they find a home for it in yeah. the episode. Aww, oh, that's I love nice. that. Although I feel like a little bit of that is taken away by the fact that if there is a ghost that does like to break noses and is pretty violent, why would you bring your precious little innocent dog into the oh, situation? Oh, great question. <laughs> also, the dog is getting stressed out because the people that the dog is around are agitated. Yeah. So they're like, Gracie's acting so weird. Look at how weird she's yeah. acting. And it's like, maybe because the only people she's ever around are also freaking out. Yeah. And, and the also, noises. It's also like four in the morning when Gracie does her thing. I'm sure she's not usually awake at that time. Yeah. And he's also only had her for like six months and just is like, hey, let's go to this pitch black giant hotel in California you've never been to <laughs> with all these weird noises happening. Yeah. Uh, Zach lives in Las Vegas, so let's put my brand new dog in a car and take a 12-hour drive to somewhere she's never been. Especially no. when you've only had the dog for a short period of time. I'm imagining that he probably had like a private flight of some sort oh, and, yeah. and took her on with him. Okay. At least at this point, he has the money to do that, I'm sure. So the first stop is the Brook Room, which I am assuming was really, really difficult to film in because that Brook is very loud and you can tell mm. because Zach is just constantly shouting in this part of the <laughs> yeah. episode, which is great. Um, they do this thing called ITC, which is Instrumental Transcommunication. Has anyone in the room ever heard of this? No. 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 
supposedly they did it once here or on Ghost Adventures. And the idea with ITC is that you're supposed to set up a camcorder, um, film a TV, and then connect the camcorder <laughs> to the TV so that you're like creating like a recursive pattern on the television. Oh, I remember this. And supposedly you see ghosts in it. But however, this time they're just filming the water. They're filming the water because they say that the water acts as a portal and a prism. Mm-hmm. But I think if you stare at a pattern of weirdness long enough, you will you'll see, see a you face. Will. You'll yeah. see a face, you'll see a figure, you'll see a body, mm-hmm. which is what I was expecting them to show. Well, they that's did, like, they didn't, but that's like what kept human beings from getting killed in prehistoric times. It's like our ability to see th- see faces and recognize faces. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, we would get, you know, you get spooked by a false positive, and that means you're probably not going to get eaten by something today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is an evolutionary Trait advantage. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I see faces in the ceiling. I see faces on the mm-hmm. wall, yeah. in the wood, on trees, anywhere, anywhere you look. Like <laughs> that's you can our pull. pareidolia. You, no, I've never seen. You've that. never been. Uh-uh. So it's like the the effect is called pareidolia, and it's like you know how cars have faces. Yeah, mm. cars have faces, yeah. and it's like they're designed that way to for like marketing reasons. Well, and so there's a there there's image galleries online you can look at of just stuff with faces, mm-hmm. and it's like really common. I'm definitely well, gonna check that out. I mean, we have a man in the moon. Yeah, we have constellations like mm-hmm. animals and people. Speaking and, of animals. Speaking of animals. Special guest. Special guest. Wanna, she's not interested, actually. <laughs> the bean has walked past. <laughs> uh, so Zach is like shouting at Sarah, telling her to show herself. And then we hear what sounds like a, a supposedly a little girl ghost. I don't know. It sounds like a like a song or something. None of the audio recording that they got to me. Like sounded like anything? Sounded like anything. Yeah. It never does. Mm-hmm. It never. It didn't sound like anything at all. And they were so stoked that they had received this evidence. But and it goes like, <laughs> like that. And that's all it is. And the way they splice it together with their reactions to it makes it so that you have to hear the reaction three times in a row. So yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they get another uh, forearm check um, <laughs> while this is all going on. Mm-hmm. Yep, more waves of anxiety. And then it just sort of stops this whole, the ITC in the Brook Room. Like, they just abandon it and they get no evidence from the ITC. And they transition to talking with the mean ghost. Is there somebody here that's pushing women? <laughs> And kids. They split up. Um, They kind of split up. They don't really split up. They're all like in the same area, just like at different corners of it. It's kind of like a courtyard, so. And this is where like a little bit of a communication breakdown happens. Nick is trying to like provoke the ghosts and he's yelling. uh, They hear a chair move, which causes everybody to like get really ruffled. And um, Nick says that something just fucking hit me bad. Some just fucking hit but me. But then bad. they don't yeah. focus on that again. They just focus on the chair of the noise. Yeah. Even though something hit me bad sounds way scarier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do that a lot. They'll catch something that is scarier, but then they'll focus on the not scary thing. A lot of like, I make scream at me, yell at me, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Bet you hate up. that I'm in your house. You hate this, don't you? <laughs> Lots of ghost baiting. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lots the, of hypermasculine ghost baiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah, the, yeah. that's, you could just call the show that. Hypermasculine yeah. ghost baiting. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. that. Also sounds like a porno. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they get an EVP. <laughs> the EVP supposedly says, I didn't even want that to happen. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> you want uh, us to get out of here, don't you? I didn't even want you to get out of here. <laughs> the cool thing about this show is that if you look away from the screen, we talk about this on Insanely Haunted all the time. You look away from the screen when they put the words up, it doesn't sound like anything. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. only hear the words that they want you to hear when you're looking at the words. I don't even know how they picked those words. Mm-hmm. They were completely random. Mm-hmm. If you ever watch an episode of the show where they're like doing live review of EVP, what, they, what they'll do 
is as soon as they hear something, they will shout out the first thing that they think it could be. So that everybody's like, yeah, So that your brain immediately clings on to it as like, that's well, that's obviously what it totally is. Yeah. And it doesn't say anything else. No. It's always like one thing. So, you know, they just fill in the gap. (laughs) So this is what they mean by an intelligent response, by the way. So if you if you ask a question and you get an answer, that's an intelligent response. If you ask a question or you say something that, and you just hear like or like <laughs> a, or something that's not an answer to your question, that's like a beans. That's a residual haunting, yeah. which is like a record a recording of something that happened. Because they also subscribe to stone tape theory. Of y'all, are y'all familiar with this? No, please. The, the idea is that physical objects, physical objects record events and emotions that people have had while interacting with them. So. If this, if someone died in this room, the wood in the floor would have recorded that emotional energy. And if we were using the right kind of equipment, bought mm. from you know the right kind of person who sells it for two thousand dollars, um, then we would hear that murder happening. But it wouldn't be a, like a real haunting; it's just residual. <laughs> I would love to know what Cassie thinks of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've litigated this like I mean. to absolutely to death. <laughs> Uh, it's the wildest thing for them to make this assumption all the time on any like it's called stone tape theory but they attribute it to absolutely anything wood rocks ice glass like anything can be a stone tape for this kind or of groundwater thing. groundwater that's moving mm-hmm. do they ever not use like like only rely on equipment like do they ever do like very stereotypical or like exorcisms or yes. like Ouija boards yes or yes yes like yes that? what makes them choose when to do that I think they choose I think they choose. I think they choose the most like the, the things that they've had the most su- success with. I say that in air quotes. Um, and then now and again they'll try something different, and we have no idea why they choose to do something different. But. I think it's just when they get new equipment, they mm-hmm. want to use it really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if so, they're also this is the show is like nominally Christian. It's like ver- Zach believes in Christian theology. He believes it is real. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I, I don't mean to disparage anybody right now, um, but. The idea is that some ghosts are actually demons. And if there are demons, then they're going to do an exorcism. And they usually bring in a priest. It's almost never a priest of a, like, established religion. It's usually some, like, weird offshoot that you've never heard of. Like the United States Old Catholic Church, which is an organization they have gone to several times. Which is in Louisville. It's in Louisville, Kentucky, my hometown. Um, And these people are always huge hucksters, like snake oil salesmen. Like if you go on their websites. They have websites. They go on their websites and you can buy like exorcism packages and you can buy like holy water and you can buy like silver crucifixes. So they don't have one priest on on deck. No. They they spread it between multiple priests. Yes. Yes. There's uh, Bishop James Long. There's Father Jack Ashcraft, who is oh, I know. Paul Ashcraft. Yeah, yeah. He's always the sweatiest man I've ever seen. Also, he just gets really, really sweaty. They all were kind of sweaty in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. Yeah. They said it's hot. Yeah, they said it was hot, but yeah. they were really and they're sweaty. excited. Yeah, <laughs> it is the ghosts. Uh, there's a great. I, I wrote down a great line from Nick where he's he's doing the EVP provoking, and he says, "If there's anybody, if there's any kids here or any women here, we're not yelling at you. We're just yelling at the bad people." <laughs> yes. I did catch that because he was trying to, like, weed out which ghosts would hear what they were trying to capture. Uh-huh. And then I don't know if that's immediately how it works. after, Zach was very aggressive. Yes. Are you very trying to ready. hit me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing the thing where he's like, I noted this in the show where he's covering his mouth while he says, "Come out and hit me." Yeah. For some reason. I think it was to protect him from. Oh, he's got the lav on. He yeah. Doesn't wanna, yeah. He's gonna blow, blow his out. mic. Well. A practical reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hear a thump, and everyone gets really excited, and Zach, that's where the shushing occurs, because there's a thump, and immediately Zach and Nick, hands up to the mouth in the shush formation, and there's a moment of silence, and Aaron goes, 
Did you hear that? (laughs) 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 I love moments like that. Um, And that's after, oh, and right after that, Nick gets walks through a spider web, and Zach just flatly denies that reality. There's no cobwebs here. There's not here. No. It's good. But walking through a cobweb is a common feeling when you encounter a spirit in a very old building. Have you all heard that Never. you that wa- I ha- walking I have. through a spirit feels like walking through a cobweb? I have. They have said it before on Ghost Adventures. Damn, really? Yeah. But Ghost Adventures is the only place you can receive that information. <laughs> yes. Well, they are like the word on ghosts. I would love to hear what somebody who is like who considers themselves to be a big ghost person, I would love to hear their opinion of ghost adventures. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I would love to I, I wouldn't love them to listen to our show because I talk about how ghosts aren't real all the time mm-hmm. and I'm sure that would make them sad or angry at me. Well, Maybe they could change your mind. <laughs> Maybe I'm just being too close-minded. I was actually really surprised to learn that Cassie and Max didn't believe in ghosts. I mean, well, I'm, a, Cassie, I'm, an, I'm an agnostic when it comes to ghosts. I'm a lot more hardline than she is about it. I really don't. But we're not. We're not like we're not anti-ghost. Yeah. We're if just... you think ghosts are cool, I think they're cool too. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. And if like I could see one myself or have like actual. If we could somehow actually get scientific evidence, which right now is not possible, that would be super cool. There's tons of stuff that exists in the world and is real and also cannot be measured. Mm-hmm. So I I think there is room for the existence of ghosts. I just really don't believe in it. Yeah. Also, and there's some explainable stuff is just, it's just that. Yeah, yeah. Just exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of explainable stuff. Um, so they get the thermal cam out next. And the thermal cam is like a fun tool that is used a lot on this show. The rules about thermal cam vary from episode to episode, it seems, because... <laughs> They say that ghosts are supposed to be cold, but the co- yeah, the ghost in this one, was one not they cold. were they were warm, or did it not exist? It was warm. It was sixty-seven, right, or something it, like it that. It was warm, but it didn't register as like the warmest thing. So okay. they're it wasn't thermal. hot, but it right. was warm. Yeah, and so that's inconsistent with what they usually say about ghosts. Um, they get really excited about this figure. What did y'all think about this? I actually thought that was the eeriest I part. I actually thought that was the only part where I was like, okay, this could That's be weird. That's pretty freaky, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, though, like, I am inclined to believe in weird, spooky, unexplainable, mm-hmm. ghosty things. Mm-hmm. And, I don't have an explanation for and it. And I don't, like, frankly. I, you know, I, I, if I was in their situation, that would have been the point to me where I was like, mm, I don't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. Yeah. Because they, what they, what they saw through the camera was cut off at the torso. Yes. And yeah. then when they went down to investigate where it was, there was uh, like a wall. Like a that, hip level shelf. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a hip level shelf that would mm-hmm. have cut it off at the torso. However, I'm not entirely convinced that it wasn't just another reflection. Yeah. Was yeah. there a, another window behind? Because I did not I think get they were good... intentionally vague. Okay. Yeah. Because if there was, I was really trying to think about this um if there was a second window it could have definitely been a reflection of the reflection totally potentially exactly but yeah i don't i mean it was spooky very rarely in an episode of ghost adventures do you get an accurate mental picture of what the space they're in is like yeah because of just the chaotic nature they're flipping through cameras all the time you're getting Mm. really short bursts of stuff it would be really cool if they like Every episode had a blueprint of that would be great. The and then would like pinpoint exactly where they are in the map. That would require yeah. a lot of effort that I imagine Zach is not willing to go through. Also, a lot of just like transparency. Yeah, yes. really don't want you to have that transparency. Right. Yeah. There's a great moment where they're analyzing the thermal camera footage where Zach goes, "You can see a fucking head on it." <laughs> And they put a little arrow on the screen just so you Head, don't miss torso, it. Torso, yeah. arms. 
Uh, Aaron gets really excited about that shelf. Oh, and then there, we get the orb, and we have the whole conversation about orbs and life. Spheres. And... Um, they didn't do it on this episode, and this is, again, something we talk about in probably every episode of Insanely Haunted, where sometimes when they get an orb, Zach, voiceover Zach, will come in and say, we know that it is not a bug or a speck of dust, because this is what a speck of dust looks like on these HD cameras. And he, like, flexes a little bit about how cool their cameras are. <laughs> and then he shows footage, and this is what a bug looks like. And it's like a bug that is this close to the camera. And, <laughs> and like, it's has... got huge wings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So they, they did. They, they did say it's clearly not a speck of dust, but they didn't explain why. It's no, not a speck of dust. They just say it's not. I also dust. love the sound well, effect. They always put every zoom, zoom, yeah, so yeah. we could definitely know that that was the spirit. And when they slow it down, they also decrease the pitch of the sound effect. I thought that was great. <laughs> That's just great editing. Gosh. Um, this is where we get a big clunk and Aaron freaks out. This is probably, Aaron kept his stuff together a lot better in this episode than he usually does, which I don't know if that's surprising to y'all. Well, I've never seen it before, but yeah. I did feel like Aaron was the most likely to get really stressed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's the one who always is like, oh, dude, bro. Like, that's why it's on <laughs> there. Aaron's yeah. O face is on there. Yeah. 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 It's on the bingo. There's, well, the, that comes up a lot of times in situations where he has to be quiet. So if he mm. sees something really scary, he'll just go, oh. <laughs> oh yeah I wrote down I was gonna ask you all if they ever actually get attacked or does it ever it does anything like unexplainable actually happen um, the Sometimes. last the last episode Sometimes. we watched apparently a rock hit somebody's yeah foot. we spent a lot of time on this actually like but it could have just fallen from the ceiling because it was an old building and Zach gets scratched yeah Zach's been scratched on the TV show mm -hmm. in like the first season yeah um somewhat explained sometimes mm -hmm. they get like they they'll feel something grabbing them like there's an episode where something <laughs> grabs my ass according yeah. to Zach Baggins he's like um, in so bed with, yeah <laughs> he's, he's like leaning over a dummy in the bed to like try oh, and yeah. provoke really the spirit like you like me that. getting this close to your daughter do you like this oh yeah. my I know. god it's, it's really fun well, really yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see that <laughs> that's so brutal you can definitely watch oh, it oh my god <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's a big clunk. Aaron runs off. This is where there's like, I this was bizarre to me. They're standing all in the room. The REM pod is going off. Zach believes it's Sarah. REM pod. This was barely mentioned. Did y'all get? Yeah, I saw it, but all I saw was a green flashing light. Like they don't explain mm. what it actually is. It's an so antenna. Much. And supposedly if anything breaks the electromagnetic field around the antenna, it alarms. So it's a motion sensor. Yeah. It's just a, a kind of a crappy motion sensor that uses, I would imagine, not the most sophisticated technology in the world yeah. um, and costs five or $600 to buy one, of course. Um, but this is where Gracie decides to, Make well, is is forced to join us. Yeah. Uh, she is a amateur ghost hunter. She looks like a sheepdog, yeah. right? Yeah, like she's Aussie, I think. But like a white sheepdog. She's yeah. really cute. Yeah. She's, she's cute. really yeah. cute, yeah. actually. I like, she my, looks, she's my favorite character. I know. She's like so excited to be there. <laughs> And she gets whistled at earlier when they're near the pool. Yes. They call that that she's getting whistled at. But then when they bring her into this long hallway, she kind of gets a little spooked out and gets yeah. a little freaked. And she starts to look up, up at onto the balcony mm -hmm. that's above the hallway. Mm -hmm. Could this be the animal from yeah, earlier? I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Because, like, Lydia, our cat, will now and again, she'll, like, be looking at the wall and be walking super slowly. Like, she's trying not to be not noticed. Upset it. And it's like, we definitely have had rodents in our walls here. Haven't Wait, been able don't... to see them. You don't think it's ghosts? 
No. no. My mom always used to say that cats cats see fairies. Aww. So we would have cats just like stare at stuff and just stare at the ceiling and she's yeah. like, oh, the cat sees a fairy. Aww. So maybe it's that. That's really cute. <laughs> maybe that's what's happening with Gracie. Maybe, yeah. There's a great line in here where they're, they've got the spirit box out, my least favorite piece of ghost hunting equipment. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Just terrible audio. And Zach says, we're just like a surfer on the ocean waiting on that big wave. Okay, so <laughs> I thought they always have an explanation for something. Yeah. Because they say that only paranormal attacks only happen in waves. Yeah. And like, oh, that's why it's not happening. Because we already had something happen earlier, so it probably won't happen again. Yeah. I was like, that's really unfair. Yeah, but the number of weird phrases that they use, like, we're just a surfer in the ocean, or she could have used <laughs> that right now, or that's all she needed. <laughs> I will never forget that pool scene. That was very, brilliant. Very stuff. brilliant. Um, but that's about it, really. They go into kind of an evidence review, and there's a lot of evidence in this episode, it seems like. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of stuff. Some episodes, like seriously, they get nothing. Really? Yes. And they, they air that. Yes. They'll just have a super, super long pre-lockdown Yeah, the they're lock- doing the investigation. The shorter the lockdown? Or the, 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 the history and getting to know the place investigation. The lockdown length is a good like barometer for the quality of the episode. If you're halfway into the episode and the lockdown hasn't started, there's not going to be anything. If the lockdown starts after the first commercial break, it's going to get crazy. I kind of appreciate that. In yeah. a sense, it's like oh, we're not going to invent things yeah. to film. Yeah. They, but, but they might. They, no, should be, you know, I guess. Aaron went on a radio show and he did spill the beans that the producers of the Travel Channel had put pressure on them to come up with fake stuff. Oh, no. And then when Nick left the show um, shortly after this season, he cited that as a reason why he didn't like working on the show is because they wanted them to get amped up about stuff that wasn't really happening and to make up evidence. So Nick has his own ghost hunting show now called Paranormal Lockdown, where he and his co-host get locked into a haunted place for 72 hours. Ooh, instead of 12. That's plenty of time for I waves. I think that's a lot better, Multiple too, Multiple waves. Yeah. Cassie, what are you... Oh, first off, what was your favorite part of the episode? Hmm. Probably the pool scene where he threw the... the <laughs> that's all she needed. <laughs> that's all she needed. Like, really I don't know great. why you would... It's so, first off, very insensitive. I, <laughs> Due to a 13-year-old child that drowned. Uh, I think my favorite part was the, like, over-explanation of the Earth as an orb and why orbs make <laughs> yeah. sense. So they brought that graphic that yeah. was, like, <laughs> the Earth And they were the going so fast that you had absolutely no way to follow along. Yeah, we had to stop and rewind a few times to get it right. Just keep talking and they won't question you. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? What was your favorite part? I think both of those parts were my favorite. For me, it's definitely the pool. Yeah. That's just great. That was a good scene. So flat. And a good, like, representation of who I imagine this creature is. This <laughs> this person right here. This the second coming. The entity, Zach Bagans. Uh, so what did you guys think of watching this show? It was great. I'll definitely stop on it if I'm, like, in a hotel room on Travel Channel. <laughs> yeah, and now, it now holds a whole new, like, set of memories for me. So yeah. I can't yeah. wait to watch more. I'm definitely going to. We don't have a TV or anything. Well, uh, you can actually get it on... Daily Motion. Daily Motion <laughs> okay. for free. That's where we always work. All the episodes. Yeah. They're just like slowed down a bit and like flipped over. It's pitch so. shifted so Zach sounds like even more of a like hyper macho kind of dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're, my name is Zach Bagans. <laughs> So, so we do a, a portion on this show called Tweet Watch, where we go to Zach Bagans' Twitter and we just see what he's up to. Yeah, sounds great. Um, I have one uh, for Max to read, because Max does I a, do the Zach a pretty voice, good yeah. voice. Yeah. It's hashtag National Paranormal Day, and this morning we just completed an investigation where I literally had to rip my damn clothes off after <laughs> feeling something touching me nonstop inside three layers of clothing, dot, dot, dot. That was a first. Hashtag Ghost Adventures. Oh, oh man. Oh, hell yeah. 9,000 sure likes on that. <laughs> How many followers does he have? Uh, um, uh, nearly 100,000. It's sad. Wow. Yeah. No, it's uh, nearly a million. Oh, my God. I that's love that so he, uses, sad. he uses the vampire emoji yeah. next to himself. 
Yeah, um, somebody named their cat after Zach Bagans. Can you imagine him just ripping his clothes off on camera? Just he oh, does he's done it before. Just, he does that is the thing that Gordon Ramsay does. Yeah, I though. remember that. Gordon Ramsay takes his shirt there's off like in every a scene single in, episode in where he like what? puts on. Yeah, there's every, always a scene. Should, your next podcast should be Kitchen like, Nightmares or something. I feel where like they, violating health code. I don't code. know if it's Kitchen Nightmares. I don't remember what show it is. It was old, older. It was an old show, and he takes off his shirt in every single episode. It's so I great. feel like I would. That's a health hate hazard. Gordon Ramsay. I yeah. feel like I would I absolutely hate this dude. I was very endeared to him and loved him a lot when we were watching that show. This was back in like 2012. Oh, okay. I can see. It was, he, makes he, sense. Was, he was funny and nice and kind of like sweet. My 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 father is a chef. He's got a, a place in, in Boone, North Carolina. And um, I mean, whenever he and my stepmother travel, they'll they'll visit nice restaurants. And, and he'll like to meet the executive chefs because he's been an executive chef for most of his life at various locations. And they went to, I guess, I don't know how many restaurants Gordon Ramsay has, but he went to one of them where he was presently working. And, and my dad asked the or said to the the waiter like if 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 Mr. Ramsey's free we'd like to say hi I'm, I'm another executive chef and um anyway he never came out or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or yeah. gave no any time. like no message time. nothing um, I, I get important. it no time but it really like he also is like an actual celebrity yeah yeah people probably banging down his door for autographs and conversations I mean I'm not day. I'm sure he's a shithead yeah, yeah <laughs> I can sure. imagine I'm sure well that's the feeling my dad got <laughs> um there's one more that's really good in here uh which I gotta say, I'm with Zach. I'm on with this. Zach on this too. Just over three months till we start seeing Halloween stuff on store shelves, and then about seven different emojis that are all Halloween related. Oh, I love That's that. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> the candy. Yeah, he's gonna make a trip to his museum. Shit, I'd love if to. If we so ever gotta... get to Las Vegas, I mean, uh, our Death... friend Jenny's been there. And Death Valley National Park is not far away oh. from Las Vegas, so we could. It's where they film part of the intro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, clearly because it has the word death, death. in it. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> and there has been a lot of death there, I guess. But... Well, I guess that's about it. Yeah. Really. Uh, thanks, thanks, guys, yeah, for coming. Thank you. No, so this nice. is great. Thank you for this having us. Awesome. We're thank really so happy that you joined us. Um, I'm really happy that you joined us, listener, for another episode of Insanely Haunted. Um, as a reminder, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash insanely haunted. We're on Twitter, at haunted insanely. And we have a uh, uh, web address. You can send us emails to insanely haunted podcast at gmail.com. We have a Tumblr. We have a Tumblr. It's all out there. It's everywhere. And of course, a huge thanks to, first of all, to Leandra for the logo that she made for us. Thanks, thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. And to our good friends at the Scavengers Network for being our home on the internet. Thank you. Uh, what's, a, what's a good scaven, Scavengers Network podcast? To I really enjoy historical hotties the show where uh they debate and discuss anywhere from two to three to four different historical hotties and try and um argue. different categories of like like i think recently they did like candy makers at yeah. one point for for uh valentine's day yeah and they basically vote on who's the the hottest historical hottie yeah and not just based on appearances but also there's like many categories personality yes yeah. it's a great show uh we had the nelson sisters on for our winchester mystery house episode so if you like that one go listen to their show it's really and uh geez i think that's really that really is the end of it so hey again thanks for listening it's been wonderful to see you here this week my name's max i'm cassie this is jeremy and alicia and you just heard a, a class a evp yeah <laughs> thank you guys thank you that was so awesome The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. 
treasured content. When This is Historical Hotties, a podcast where we go through different categories of historical figure and try and figure out which one is the biggest babe. Welcome once again to Historical Hotties, the show where we rummage around the attic of history in search of the box marked hotties. With me is the woman who never grows tired of reminding me that the mountain she's named after is way more famous than the mountain I'm named after. For anything that it couldn't be transcribed and written on the sheet music, anything that they had to have like a physical photo or anything, Baker would pin the important documents to her underwear and counted on her fame to avoid strip search would going like across borders and through Nazi checkpoints. I am Whitney Nelson, and with us as always is the lady whose first crushes were Sherlock Holmes and Indiana Jones. Lindsay Nelson. Sherlock Holmes was probably definitely a red flag. (laughs) And he also pioneered the walking skirt, which is very controversial at the time because it was short enough to see the ankles. One of your most important joints. Is it one of your most um... important joints? (laughs) I don't know. It was because of Princess Song Darling Nikki that explicit warning labels exist. Wow. Tipper Gore and Zoroastrianism, not things I expected to come up with this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Before the hair got fully wild, but it's just still kind of like... Yeah, let's let's talk about old list now, because that man did not age well. Uh, Well, before we get to see which list... uh... (laughs) All right, well, we'll see you next week, and uh, stay hot, everybody, in your tight, tight rock and roll pants. That's a good sign-off. I like that. Thank you.